Thank you. That was a beautiful arrangement. I invite you at this time to uh, turn your Bibles with me to 2 Peter chapter 1, where we find our Bible reading for tonight. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 9 can be found in your pew Bibles on page 1,893. 1,893. Hear now God's holy, inspired, and infallible word. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. As far as the reading of God's holy word, the grass withers, the flower fades, but where the Lord stands forever. Um, now, seeing as we just uh, went past Reformation Day, in fact, right before this service started, my uh, daughter Alma said, Dad, why is everybody talking about Martin Luther? Well, that's because Martin Luther is historically the person who sparked the Reformation with his 95 Theses, right? Well, one of the main components of uh, the uh, Reformation was this concept of faith alone, right? Um, that we do not add to our faith any works that we do, anything that we uh, put, any effort that we uh, put into our salvation. Um, we, do not, uh, we do not add anything to this. It's by faith alone, in Christ alone, that we're saved, right? Well, then it's interesting to see that here in 2 Peter chapter 5, we have these words that um, Peter says, add to your faith. So how are we supposed to um, believe that we're justified by faith alone, um, but also that uh, the Bible says we're supposed to add to our faith? Well, hopefully we'll be able to do that tonight as we look at this passage. Our theme tonight is uh, much shorter than last week's thing. <laughs> by faith... Add to your faith. By faith, add to your faith. So we got two points. First is add to your faith. The second is possess these qualities. Yes, two S's. This is a new marker and I'm really enjoying it. Possess these qualities. Okay. So, let's look at this first point, okay? Add to your faith. 
And this covers the first two verses in our passage tonight, verses, or first three verses, five, six, and seven, okay? Um, first of all, we read right at the beginning of verse five, for this reason, or for this very reason, right? Um, the question we have to ask ourselves is, what reason? In response to what, okay? Well, it's in response to this. This statement in verse um, 3. His divine power has given us all we need. His divine power has given us all we need, everything we need, for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. So, uh, Peter says, we have been given, uh, that uh, through God's divine power, we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. We've been given everything we need to live the Christian life, to live the life of faith, right? And through this divine power, God has given us these promises. And by faith and belief in these promises, we participate in the divine nature. And participating in this divine nature by faith, the fact that we are um, uh, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and um, we are, because of being indwelt by the Holy Spirit, united to Christ, in union with Christ, in communion with Christ, um, this is what gives us the power to escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And so Peter here is making a very clear statement. Um, by faith, right? Justification by faith alone, right? Add to your faith. Um, and so we are, uh, statement of fact, Peter is, is writing to a Christian audience. He's saying, you are united to Christ. Now the question is, what are you going to do with that knowledge? What are you going to do with that understanding that you now know that you have been plugged in to the biggest, most powerful, self-charging battery known to mankind? And that's even falling way short of what it means to be united to Christ, what it means to be participating in the divine nature, what it means to have a... Uh, uh, be able to tap into the same power that resurrected Christ from the grave. You see what I'm saying? You know that now. What are you going to do with that knowledge? What are you going to do with that knowledge? And this is what Peter is saying. He's saying, for this very reason, because you know this, then I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You need to make every effort. Make every effort to add to your faith. Make every effort to add to your faith. Is Peter now saying, no, actually, salvation is not by faith, it's by works? No, actually, is he switching now? Is he saying, okay, well, now that you're united to Christ, now it's about works? Well, what he's saying is, is because now that you've been justified, right, just like the, our catechism says, you have, the old self has died away, right? The old self is dying away. It's putting away the sin, right? Um, what is the other part of salvation? It's coming to life of the new self. And Peter's saying, 
Don't do this in your own strength. You can't do this in your own strength. But you, you are participating in the divine nature. You have been given a divine power in the salvation that you've been given. And so don't do this in your own strength. And that's why I said, by faith, add to your faith. Make every effort. As you are working, you are doing the very thing that God is working in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? As you are working, you're doing the very thing that God is working in you. That the reality of you continuing, progressing forward in the Christian life, making an effort to grow in the Christian life, is the reality of God at work in you, doing that very thing. Right? And so, what does Peter say we should make every effort to add to our faith? What things, right? And this is what he does. He does a a virtue list. Now, this is something that was very common in uh, the Greek culture. It was something that the great philosophers, Aristotle and Socrates, all did. They made these lists of virtues, a virtue list. And it's something that the biblical writers um, pick up on because they knew it was something that their readers would be familiar with. And so, Paul says um, in Galatians, right, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, so on and so forth. That's a virtue list, right? Well, there's, an, uh, there's a, uh, um, the opposite of a virtue. What's an, uh, the opposite of a virtue? A non-virtue list. I can't think of the word. I'm, I'm, uh, a vice. There's a vice list too, right? Don't participate in this, 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 and this. These are all sins, right? That, that, that's um, another example of this. And so Peter, he gives a virtue list of, of the things that you should expect to see being added to your faith, Right? That now that you are tapped into God through the Holy Spirit, that you have access to the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave, you should see being added to your faith uh, these number of things. Goodness. To goodness, knowledge. Etc. to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. All that Peter's saying is that the Christian life is one of, of, of progressive growth. He's not saying that it, it should always be progressing. It's like fits and starts, right? Um... But because of your knowledge, of you knowing that God has given you everything you need for for life and godliness, then you should go out in pursuit of that. If, If you're told that you've been given everything you need for life and godliness, then why are you not making every effort to pursue life and godliness? That that's what Peter's saying here. And so he's saying. Pursue the Christian life. By faith, add to your faith these characteristics, these virtues. Goodness. And goodness is the ability to, 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 to spot what is um, imperfect in this life and to pursue only that which, is, um, that, that which aligns with God's law, that which is good. Knowledge is the word gnosis. Um, this was a term that many uh, 
heretical teachers would have used, but Peter is using it in the sense of um, the knowledge that you have of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is something he's already said. Uh, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Peter is saying knowledge of God, knowledge of Christ, uh, something that you should be growing in. Uh, he does not say that, that the Christian life is, is all about emotions and feelings. He, he says that it is something about um, uh, the mental capacity, our ability to grow and to understand, right? Um, you cannot worship what you don't know uh, what you're worshiping. If you don't know what you're worshiping, if you don't have content to what you're worshiping, you can't believe if you don't have content to what you're believing, right? Um, Self-control. Self-control is the ability to say no to things. It's the ability to say yes to what is good and no to what is bad. It's, ability, it's the ability to say, um, this, is not, um, this is not something I'm going to pursue. It's the ability to say, I don't have to say yes to these desires and these longings in my, that I'm struggling with. It's the ability to uh, uh, say, I'm, not, no longer, I'm, I'm no longer a slave to sin. That's what self-control is. Uh, perseverance is, uh, is the persistence, is the, um, um, is the attitude that you're not going to give up, that you're going to continue forward, that you're going to continue forward in this, in this Christian life, that you're going to pursue, uh, continue in pursuit, you're going to continue in a direction. Um, to perseverance, godliness. Um, godliness is, is, is that the more we live the Christian life, uh, the more we add to our faith that, that, that we reflect the image of God that we're made in, right? Reflect the image of God that we're made in. Uh, and to godliness, brotherly kindness. This is uh, Philadelphia. This is brotherly love. This is um, a, uh, a mutual bond that we have with brothers and sisters in Christ um, that, that brings us together. It calls, it, it calls to us. It says that we're family. It says that we're united. First uh, John talks about this. He says, if you do not love your brother, then you are not of God. If you do not love our, the brethren, then you're not of God. And then to brotherly kindness, love, agape, uh, a sacrificial kind of um, pure love. Peter says, these are the things that you should expect to see being added to your faith. These are the things that you've been promised that you have access to because the divine power has given you everything you need for life and godliness. Add to your faith these characteristics. By faith, add to your faith. And when I say by faith, add to your faith, I'm saying all of this is not a, um, a dependence upon your own strength, but it's a tapping into what God has already given you. You see what I'm saying? It's a believing in the promises that God's already given you. That means you're believing, you're having faith. That God is going to add to your faith. That doesn't mean you don't work. It doesn't mean that you don't pursue. It doesn't mean that you don't make every effort. It means that you're believing that God is faithful. Is the very basis in which you pursue growing in the Christian life. The promises God has told you are the very reason you believe and you continue forward in the Christian life, pursuing these things, because you've been told that God is going to give you these things. God has promised these things to you. And so Peter continues on. And he calls these things qualities. He says, possess these qualities. For if you possess these qualities, and that is what we talked about, 
faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness. This is not an extensive list. This is just an example. This is just a potpourri of things that you should expect to be added to your faith as you grow in the Christian life, right? Um, He says, if you possess these qualities, and this is the key factor, in increasing measure. In increasing measure. One of my favorite sermons by uh, Vody Bauckham, he's talking about what it means to live the Christian life what, and what it means to, uh, to be, be growing in sanctification. Um, and, and, and one of the things that he declares um, very emotionally is that God's faithfulness to him. And he says it this way. He says, um, I'm not what I should be. But thank God I'm not what I was. Right? And that's what the Christian life is all about. It's like Peter saying, I, I, I want to possess these qualities. And I want them to be an increasing measure. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not where I should be. I'm not where I need to be. I'm not, um, I'm not where God is calling me to yet. I'm still always in this state of growth. I'm always in this state of progress. I'm always in the state of moving forward. But you know what? Even though I'm not where I should be, I'm not where I was. I'm not where I was. I'm growing. And that's important. If you possess these qualities, Peter says, then there's a, um, there's a positive for you. It says these... Uh, these qualities will keep you from being ineffective. And unproductive. So here's a couple of negative, um, you could say, characteristics or qualities. Uh, they keep you from being ineffective or unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so here, we see that Peter believes that knowledge of Jesus, to him, is, is um, another way of saying um, what you know about Christ affects the way you live. It affects um, your life of faith. It affects um, the way you live out the Christian life. Because he's saying that you can be ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge. Is Peter saying that if you possess these qualities, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive as you sit down to write an 18-page essay about the hypostatic union of Christ and how uh, the Christology that you learn and, and, and all the aspects and all the, uh, the person of Christ and the work of Christ, and you're going to write this 18-page essay about Is that what Peter is talking about when he says that you're going to be ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? No, he's talking about ineffective and and unproductive in your walk, your Christian walk, your Christian life. But he's saying your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ because he's saying what you know in a Christian life is how you live in the Christian life. He's connecting knowledge to action. Okay? 
If you possess these qualities, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. Um, now, I don't know about you, um, but uh, some days I feel ineffective and unproductive. <laughs> I mean, uh, some days I feel like the only things that I accomplished that day was getting spit up on by a baby, changing diapers, and um, trying to rock a baby for 40 minutes. And um, yeah, it's like a blur. And you know, I can stand up here and say that makes me feel ineffective and unproductive because it means that I wasn't able to work on my sermon or to make calls or to whatever it might be. Um, But there's uh, nothing ineffective and unproductive about uh, raising children and caring for them. I think that's uh, something I got, we have to remind ourselves of. That's why I have this um, gift that my brother-in-law and sister-in-law gave to me. It's called uh, a liturgy for, pra- uh, for changing diapers. And it's all about, a, it's a prayer. <laughs> it's a prayer about the changing diapers seems like this insignificant thing. But really what you're doing is in, the, in your care and your concern and your love for this child of God, you're raising um, somebody who's going to live forever. They're eternal. And uh, your nurturing, your care for them um, is uh, deeply impactful and deeply spiritual. Um, but other times I feel ineffective and unproductive because um, I get distracted. I might get caught up watching a bunch of YouTube videos that end up in some bizarre place like uh, what do the wheels in Ezekiel mean or something like that. Um, I think there are times when we feel ineffective and unproductive. And Peter here is encouraging us because he's saying that if we in the Christian life are tapping into the divine power that in this divine power we begin everything we we begin everything we we've been given everything we need for life and godliness, and if we trust in these precious promises, that through these promises we're participating in the divine nature. Um, if we believe these things and we add to our faith these qualities, these characteristics, that means that in the Christian life we're not being unproductive, right? In fact, this should be encouraging to to many. Um, Busy moms, because maybe people say the Christian life is all about evangelizing and going and, and, and sharing the gospel with people. But Peter seems to hear to say that part of the Christian life, a very integral part of the Christian life, is growing in godliness and holiness, is growing in these virtues and these characteristics and these qualities that you're meant to add to your faith. And this is, uh, means that you're being productive and effective in the Christian life. And I'm sorry, but um, it's, uh, it's true that raising children can put you in a, in a hot box and put you in pressuring moments in which you're given the opportunity to grow in these characteristics. 
In fact, our life, no matter if we're parents or, 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 uh, or whatever it is, provides us with all kinds of stressful opportunities where we are given the, the moment, given the opportunity to, 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 to have this moment when we're going to say, either I can take this and I can tap into, I'm using that for lack of a better term, the divine power that God has given me, the power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the power of the resurrection. Either I can tap into this and I can push into this moment and instead of um, bleeping out words that I shouldn't say, instead of being stressed out, instead of being, feeling overwhelmed and anxious, I can add these qualities to my faith. And that will make me effective and productive in the Christian life. By faith, add to your faith. By faith, put on to your faith these qualities in increasing measure. Maybe that means one, uh, one season of your life, they go up three steps. And then the next season, it goes back two steps. And then the next season, you know what I'm saying? It's all in flux. It's the flux capacitor. It's all in flux. But it's progress. It's not perfection. It's progress. How do you be effective and productive in the Christian life and your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? You grow in these qualities, these virtues. Uh, Not in your own strength, but by faith you add to your faith. You believe that when God says, in my divine power I've given you everything you need for life and godliness, you believe that? And you accept it. You receive it. And you do it. Right? And in verse 9 it says, But if anyone does not have them, he's nearsighted and blind and has forgotten. Has forgotten forgiveness. Has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. And Peter here is contrasting people who are um, living the Christian life. And he's saying, uh, those who have a living faith, an active faith, right? Just much, much like James talks about in his letter. Um, they're the people who are adding these qualities to their faith. You will see in them goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and love. And you can add to that the fruits of the Spirit that Paul talks about. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. You will see all these things in that person. And this person, because they have these qualities added to their faith, they're being effective for the kingdom. They're being productive for the kingdom. They're being productive in the Christian life. But you will also see people who do not have these qualities added to their faith. And because of that, um, they are not uh, thinking about the future. They're nearsighted. They're blind. They're blind because they are not believing in the promises that God has given to them. They're blind because they don't realize that they are participating in the divine nature. And through that divine nature, tapping into that power that, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, they can grow in godliness and holiness. They can put away these uh, vices and put on these virtues. They can put away the old self and put on the new self, right? They're not seeing that. And he says one positive example of this is that they've forgotten that they have been cleansed from their past sins. 
Um, in, the, uh, in the hymn, um, I think it's O oh, Four Thousand Tongues, but I could be wrong. Um, the line says, he breaks the power of canceled sin. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful line in that, in that song, such a powerful line in that song, because um, the, that contrast, the, 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 what does it mean that Christ breaks the power of canceled sin? Well, it means that when you believe, when you remember that you're forgiven, when you remember that the sin that you're thinking about committing has actually already been died for, already been covered, right? Then you realize you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. When you're thinking about sinning and you think that you're going to be listening to the lies of Satan, right? That just says, well, just go ahead and do it because this nagging thing is not going to go away. If you just go ahead and do it, then, uh, then you won't have to deal with the temptation anymore. The temptation will go away if you just go ahead and, 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 and do it. You're wanting to do it anyway, so just go ahead and do it. Then you'll have relief from this, right? But then you remember. Wait, actually, Jesus died on the cross, and all of my sins have been canceled. Jesus freed me from the tyranny of the devil. And now I am ready from now on to serve him. I don't have to do that thing, I don't have to do that sin. But if you've forgotten that you've been cleansed from your past sins, you're susceptible to committing future sins. The person who does not grow in their faith, who does not add to their faith these qualities and characteristics, is someone who has forgotten the work that Christ has done for them. They have forgotten their forgiveness. And they have forgotten that the power of sin has been canceled over their lives. That they are free to now trust in the promises of God and believe that because God has said, I have given you everything you need for life and godliness, that they have everything they need for life and godliness. And all they got to do is receive it by faith. By faith, add to your faith. By faith, add to your faith. All that you need for the Christian life you have in Christ. And therefore believe and do. Believe and pursue. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. Amen. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this, your word. Lord, help us to grow. Help us by faith to add to our faith. Help us to know and believe the promises that you have said, that you have given us everything we need for life and godliness. That the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's at work within us. That we need only believe and receive. That we may grow in the Christian life, putting off the old self and putting on the new. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.